Oh, so Midnight Sky. So Midnight Sky. Let's see what. Okay, let's have a description of this one. This post-apocalyptic tale follows Augustine, a lonely scientist in the Arctic, as he races to stop Sully and her fellow astronauts from returning home to a mysterious global catastrophe. George Clooney, Felicity Jones, and more. <laughs> yeah. Is that a good description, do you think? I mean, it's kind of... Yes, it is. It's, uh, you know, I, I mean, what are you getting into, into details I think it's too on much. this? It's too much. It's too much? I think it should say, uh, uh, life-ending events happens, <laughs> and this guy is lonely. See what happens. I yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> you never know. I, uh, I have to say that there was a scene in here that was amazing um and, hmm. and it, it is kind of interesting because it was such a personal uh, um it was such a good effect for one thing and and it and yet it was so touching you know there was something about it that was just really uh it that was really deep the whole film had that feeling you know it really did it had that you know deep kind of uh yeah it's not really a it's not all about the world of the end of the world yeah it's no more, it's about human no, relationships and how frail your body is and there's a per certain uh, uh kind of depressing and things mistakes you can make that could affect you forever right yeah, yeah. i'm trying to be vague <laughs> yeah vague enough for you ah. things you could do to other people that might yeah. screw them up as well as yourself <laughs> <laughs> That's called second marriage. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. I did like uh, uh, George Clooney in this. Uh, well, he directed this one. Yeah, he did. It, it was the, 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 I mean, I don't want to give it away because the, well, how long has this been out? It actually came out on Christmas Day. And oh, I Christmas was like, Day. So when I, I think a couple weeks ago, I was like, hey, we should review this because it was number one on Netflix. And I was trying to ride that wave like, oh, let's get, get it while yeah. it's hot. There is, but there's a scene in the middle of it that I have to say was uh, that it, it had a great special, had a great, great uh, effects. And uh, uh, um, I'm not even sure what scene you're talking about because you're so vague. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, well, uh, there, there, there was a scene just inside of an airlock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. I have a problem with something, but we can talk about that later. Oh, there's a, but there's so many things that I had problems with on this. <laughs> well, for one, for one, I think the soundtrack. So I was reading that he actually decided to make the soundtrack like follow emotions rather than have the soundtrack uh, create emotions. Yeah. You know so like, I think it sounded kind of off. Like for me, it wasn't like it didn't really work for me. I don't think. Yeah. No, I, I will agree with you on that. I also thought that that. <laughs> In the end, there was a, a I, I didn't agree with, well, like, I mean, what can I say? With the way that the, the way it ends, it ends is only with, you know, two people on a ship, right? Yeah. As it yeah. turns around when there yeah. were four on it and, and, and you have, you want to turn around and go, dude, really, you have a certain obligation here, right? <laughs> it is it's the creation story is what it is 
Well, of course. Yeah. And at that point, you have a certain obligation to 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 stick around and 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 you know help out with the uh, with the rebranding of civilization. And- yeah, which it's weird. So uh, another thing that I found was that it was an accidental pregnancy. Like, well, it wasn't accidental. Like the <laughs> Felicity Jones was pregnant, so they wrote it into the script, and it right. worked perfectly. Oh yeah, no, it did more than work perfectly. It yeah. it, it actually gave you uh, it it, it kind of became the anchor to uh, to a lot of the stuff that was going on in that show. And it added mystery to it because there's some mystery with this one a little bit. I mean, right, it's not there hard is. to figure out, but <laughs> yeah, it, it it isn't. And and I thought uh, uh, George Clooney's uh, dying. Uh, it, it, it was, it, it was, it was just interesting that it, it, it was, it was a taut little film. Yeah. No, it was good. I, I, in fact, I, there's one scene I liked where he was looking at the map and it's like the, the toxic air is spreading and then right, as he's right. getting sicker, right. <laughs> it's like, I kind of like how that like went together there. Right. And, I don't know. <laughs> it was pretty depressing, but no, it was like, and then you're wondering like, okay, what exactly happened? Right. Uh, well, okay. Maybe. <laughs> But, you yeah, know. of course, you know, that there was, you know, a certain extra person that that you did twig to immediately. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, it, it was it was a taut little thriller. And a great, it, it was it was it was a classic sci fi story. Well, this is why I like sci fi. It's about human stories and human relationships. And, right. I mean, this is it makes you think about the values that you have yourself and also your relationships right. and how you treat each other and you know, what you're doing to your planet also. It's like, it's like yeah, but there yeah, might yeah. be a sliver of hope at the end. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. The fact that they were coming from this beautiful place, you yeah. know, that uh, I, I, there was a dream sequence in there that was really cool. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No, that was awesome. And, and, and the look of it, the look of it was really good. I mean, I, I, it, it, it was a uh, much better than to believe, be believed to a certain extent, you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, and there was an element to it that I thought was kind of interesting. That there was a certain part of it where, um, if you look at the nature of how things are being built with um, uh, with printers nowadays right and you looked at if you follow the science you realize that what we're going to wind up doing in the long run is we're going to wind up shipping materials up into space and making them there and making making uh ships and so forth there probably using printers in space you know probably. as opposed yeah. to the co- coast to the cost of uh of making things on the ground and sending them up there. I mean, an awful lot of things are going to have to, are going to be made in space and printed. And the funny thing about it is they captured that. They captured that look a lot. Did you notice that? Yeah. Well, I was wondering if some of the things were printed, printed that, like that. But that's what I, that's, that's what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. is there was a free, there was kind of a, an element of a free form, structural design that by the way didn't make any sense but but at the same time at the same time it, it seemed like it could have been designed by an ai and printed immediately uh 
you know, with the space stresses involved, you know. I thought you were going to say it reminded you of uh, <laughs> that movie with Farrah Fawcett. Uh, what's it called? Saturn no, 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 with the tubes and the Saturn five or whatever. There was some tubing in this one. There was, there was, there's a bit of, but, but you know, if you looked at the gun when he, he was holding a gun right at one point and, and, uh, and the handle of the gun, uh, and the parts of the gun were obviously had, were truly printed and, 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 and they were printed in a save. It's sort of like if you press a button on a computer and said, um, "You do the engineering and and save save as much material as you can." So it was oddly Swiss cheesed, <laughs> and that and that design kind of went through everything there. Yeah, and and I I I just love the drama of it. The drama of it just really caught me and the thing is is i i usually uh i i was i was not excited as much by the Sw swedish film that we looked at had very much the same uh story to it right uh, yeah uh it it it, it had it's funny because that story had a very swedish coolness to it you know i mean it's cold uh and and, and this kind of didn't have that cold. It had a certain amount of warmth to it, you know, that I really appreciated. Yeah, it was pretty bright. I mean, a lot of the scenes were bright. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, what was I going to say about Mars? Oh, Mars. So, yeah, it's the most important star. You can find your way home using Mars. When I was a kid, I learned that it was your star. It was Polaris that you had Polaris. to Polaris? Well, they, they brought up Polaris, too, though. I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, I was just like, wait, what? The problem yeah. with Mars is Mars moves around a lot, so you got to... It's like, like it's well, wait, 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 wait. That's what I'm saying, George. It's not Mars. It's freaking not... Polaris. <laughs> I was a Boy Scout. I know what I'm talking about. That's right. Anyway. Anyway, so... I even got a merit badge. They dunked me off in the woods, and they made me use a compass to find my way back. And I, I actually really? managed to do it. <laughs> my wilderness survival merit badge. I had to sleep outside overnight, and it was really freaking cold. Ooh. Yeah, I had to make my own shelter, start my own fire with a stick and a rock. <laughs> I want to tell a story. Oh, okay. I do. Well, actually, before you tell a story, is, okay. what is it? your story relates to this movie, right? I just have a couple uh, more things to say. Not at all. Not in the least. Oh, well, I have a couple more things to say about okay, this movie. Ahead. So, back in 1959, there was a movie called On the Beach, and it had Gregory Peck and Ava Gardner. Do you know why that matters? Why? <laughs> because Gregory Peck's grandson, Ethan Peck, plays a young Augustine in this film. Really? He does? Yeah, he plays George Clooney's uh, younger self. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, Ethan, oh, Ethan I, Peck is his grandson. And by the way, I I, I might add that uh, that those particular parts and roles were terrible. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, really, the flashbacks in this were so subpar because, yeah. for one thing, they were they were like the the writers couldn't have spent more than five minutes drafting the whole thing out right you know it's because it, it's like if you'd seen it before well you're gonna see it again well, yeah well they had, they had half a day to shoot it probably i mean come on yeah they must have because it was it was it was like setting up uh his uh bad uh youthful his choices bad decisions. yeah right 
you know, it's it it it's like uh, just the most typical broad strokes you've ever seen in your life. It went and TV movie for a while. <laughs> it really did. It really did. Every time, it, it, and then it's it was like, oh god, they're having another flashback yep. again. Another it really, flashback, it yeah. honestly, it honestly looked like uh, Telly Savalas. It was like it, watching Family yeah, Guy. Not really. It, it was. Well, no, no, no. It was way back. It was. Uh, it was like watching that '70s show if it was really done in the '70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. The tie-in though with this awful. movie on the beach was that it was an end of the world film. That was what was cool about oh, it. Oh yeah, and that's right. That so was. I like that they tied in the grandson, and I mean, obviously, Clooney must have thought all that through or something. But <laughs> I, I did have one question for you because sure. you are an expert with bloody things. Yes. And what do you think about? I mean, digital blood, really? And it doesn't really hit the face when you take something off. You mean, I mean, uh oh, he locked up there. Oh. Yeah, I did, I did, because uh, it, it has to do with uh, how moisture sticks to you. The question that you have is: uh, Would the surface tension completely hold it in a ball? In other words. Because I don't know, I've seen water in a ball, uh, you know, on, but I don't think I've seen it. Uh, I, right. I, I think I think that the surface tension of it kind of makes it very difficult for it to lose it onto something else. You know. Uh, well, I'm also talking about when they, when you de- when you take the thing off. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say too much. Yeah. <laughs> what happens to it afterwards? You know what I'm saying? Right. 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 It didn't look right, but yeah, but it looked amazing. It did look cool. I mean, it looked cool in the in in the thing. It looked cool, but then once that thing was not there, it wasn't cool. <laughs> well, you <laughs> know, like, it, was, it, it it almost looked like a horror film the way that they pulled it out off at the end. You know, yes, yes, yeah. It was everywhere. It was. It really was reminis- reminiscent of a horror film. Yeah. Well, I would. I'd rate this a. F- Actually, I was surprised that I liked it that much because. Halfway through, when they started doing the flashback scenes, I'm like, oh. I would go 3 5. <laughs> I'm going to go 3 5. Cause I, yeah, because I got it, into the story. In fact, I wasn't even paying attention to the pipes in the background. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm into this until the, until the yeah, thing. Yeah, you didn't, you, you, you weren't paying attention to the pipes? <laughs> <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I wanted to tell you a little something that happened this this is this is just this is just, it, it's a, it's out of the middle of nowhere, but you know I I, I this is really interesting a story with a great deal of hope. In it. Uh, when I was working on a film called Mr. Christmas Dinner, I had a saxophone that I would take out and I would play on set like it, you know, between three and five in the morning when nobody was around and I was trying to you know break my head loose to to design and and deal with the effects and stuff like that and and so that i i had always always played my horn on set when i was you know just trying to think and uh and i had this uh old professional 50s it's a 50s sax uh it's a busher uh super 400 which is it's a professional level 50s and it's 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 a saxophone that has that real john coltrane heavy or not the gone um more um coleman hawkins kind of low 
heavy tone that was really popular in the late 40s and the early 50s, right? And I had the sax, and I was <laughs> I was out on the stage probably at 4.30, and the catering guys were coming in. They were coming in to set up, and they had a guy with them uh, that uh, just said, Thin, probably 10 years older than I was and uh and he was a horn player and he came up to me and says well, uh, oh, that's a cool version of ain't misbehaving uh, you should hear my version of it and then he proceeded to just smoke me and blow me away right and then we got to talking about horns and he goes yeah you know I my uh I have a couple of gigs to play um this week he says but my horn just got stolen out of the back of the truck here, you know, oh, just man. today. And he was like freaking out about it. And, you know, he had like a super nice, uh, uh, so French summer or something like that. And, uh, so, uh, I said, well, this is, this must've been like 1986 or 87, something like that. And, um, so I, I said, well, here's, here's my phone number why don't you just take the sax and um you know i just play around with it uh, and and you obviously can play it a lot better than i can uh you know just just take it and and so he, he was no 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 way i'm not going to do that and, and eventually i talked him into it right and i think that i talked him into it probably by uh, loading it into the back of uh, the uh, catering vehicle when they left it at the end of the day, um, <laughs> right? But he got the horn and he had, and there was a note with it, and I told everybody to get it to him, and 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 so so uh, I didn't hear from him or the horn again for about fifteen years, okay, and and. And all I got was this cryptic that note that says, hey, uh, <laughs> from somebody had come by, saw me on a set and handed me this note that, that was from him and said that, you know, he had the, he know he, he knew that he owed me the horn and stuff, but, uh, but, you know, times were bad and da, 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 da. So, um, cut to last week, last week. <laughs> I get a message from a from somebody, and I, and in the meantime, I've forgotten his name, his number, or that I ever owned the horn. <laughs> it's completely just, it, you know, I was really busy at the time, and 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 you know, it's like one thing drives out the another, and I got a note from a guy that says, "Hey, is this is this Mick Strawn who's working on a?" Uh, was working on a film called Mr. Christmas Dinner uh, in 1987. And, and, I, <laughs> and I said, and I just wrote back, I said, you wouldn't perchance have my horn, would you? <laughs> and he goes, yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I said, you know what? I'll take it back. You know, he, he's retired. Um and and he, uh, I said, I'll take it back, but you have to tell me the story of the horn, you know, the history of the horn, and and, and everything that you know, uh, all the back story on it for the last thirty three years. 
and he's been writing to me and and i guess i guess immediately from that night on he immediately got a job with uh amtrak he moved to uh he moved to uh uh the seattle area and he rode he he was a porter between seattle and chicago run right and and so he he would get into chicago and have a couple of days off uh, as the as it the train just went on further and then came back and he'd catch it on the way back and so uh, he played with all these great people in chicago you know for 15 years he was a porter for 15 years and uh, he finally retired from that and he had like another job but but the, the fact that it has just this this because he was a will the whist kind of a super thin black guy that you know he had a real um you just had that lean into it you know feel on the sun on the horn and it just it, it it it's almost like you know before he would play the sax before he would start playing you could see you could see the notes in the air around him <laughs> when he was holding the sax you know oh wow and yeah. and the fact that he was a porter on the train and that he would wind up in Chicago for two nights, two or three nights every week. And uh, and he wrote down all these people that he'd play with, that he'd play with, with that horn. And uh, it was a, it, it's a trip. Wow. But, but isn't that a wild story? <laughs> that is wild. So that's, that's 33 years. Wow. Yeah. I thought there'd be a punchline. Like he wrote you, thanks for the sex. And you were like, "What sex? <laughs> yeah, no oh yeah, sex. oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah." Well, the, the, I guess the punchline is that uh, is that he uh, he's written the story and and uh, the sax is on his way back to me. Wow, that's yeah. awesome! And now I'll so well. Uh, no, that, that's that's a good that that's, uh, shows your humanity because you gave him the saxophone. My my humanity. <laughs> I know what little you have. It it it, it, it shows it, it shows my uh my inability to hold on to things. This is what it is. Brown space films. Because I was the... I've always been that kind of like way. Oh, you really like this? It's cool, isn't it? Here, you take it. <laughs> or the backstory is you were frustrated because you couldn't play it well enough. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, especially when he played it. You know, I was like, Urgh. yeah, I know that. I'd probably Urgh. feel the same way. Yeah. Oh, look here. Look here. Stratocaster. I don't care. <laughs> so anyway, I, I I just thought that that would just give uh, everything a little bit of a boost, you know. And that's this kind of like this movie, The Midnight Sky, had yeah. hope in it too. It did, it did have hope in it. Yeah, yeah. A uh, little sliver. Yeah, a little. It's like yeah. a little tiny slice of pie because everybody's on vacation or on on trying to lose is that weight. What it is? Everybody's trying to lose slice weight right pie. now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. So that's a good story. Yeah, not bad, huh? Kind, kind of different. Yeah, it blew me away. I gotta tell you. <laughs> think about, take this saxophone and think about me when you blow on it. <laughs> wow, God, that took a dark turn. Sorry, Jesus. <laughs> God damn it, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, I wouldn't blame you. Yeah, yeah, I'm gone. <laughs> He's gone too, apparently. He's got it sneaking there in the background. Uh, so I have a story to tell you. It's well, it's a off topic, but uh, 
you know how so i record on zoom right and then i have a backup where i'm recording my audacity i'm recording my voice just in case and i usually use that i don't even use the zoom because it sounds better right because <laughs> it's basically straight from a microphone right and then i also have a backup for the video and your audio just in case Right. It doesn't always work right. Right. But I noticed when you were in the middle of your story, I'm like, uh oh, I don't see the recording thing in the corner. <laughs> so I, I start just, recording it. Just, just, so I'm like, luckily I have a backup. <laughs> as soon as you said that, I looked over and I realized, oh, my task cam isn't recording. <laughs> oh, no. So you and I both did the same thing. <laughs> and I was going to ask you if you'd recorded because, like, at the beginning of the, you were, you were kind of cutting in and out for a while. So I was like, well, if he has the audio. And the video is frozen. I can at least use the audio, but we're just gonna have to trust Zoom. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not as bad as that one time where I was like, we went through the whole review for forty minutes, and I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, got to record. Turn on the. <laughs> so we turned it into like Which a five is, minute, was like really absolutely, fast absolutely my favorite. That was, that was so hilarious, <laughs> and I just remember us being really tired. Oh god. <laughs> I remembered everything we said, so that worked oh, out. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <It's> good. <laughs>